All right, you guys, welcome back to Resting Bitch Face. Super excited today. I have a guest here with me. It is Josh Sider. Hello, Josh. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I've been stalking your Instagram for probably a couple of years now since you started dating Yolanda, I think was the first time that I saw you. Um, and you have been all over the place. You've really made the rounds in uh, reality TV dating. You might have dated the most reality stars of anyone. How does that feel? Probably. Uh, I mean, like you said, I have made the rounds quite literally. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. I guess if people are going to make a label stick on you, it'll stick. So I guess uh -huh. that's it's and I don't I you know, I don't I guess I help out the gossip at, at certain times. Yes. So yes, you have said before now, now to kind of give everybody a little bit of background. So Josh, you were on The Bachelorette, right? Yeah, right. In 2015. Okay. 2015. Okay. I've never watched a season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Um, it's a little too classy for me. I like to keep it to Love After Lockup, 90 Day Fiance, Thousand Pound Sisters. That's my kind of trash TV. Okay. So <laughs> I don't quite know what happened on The Bachelorette, but did you have a good time while you were on the show? No, you know, that that show is not fun for me. I was only okay. on a couple of um and so it was as you said it's kind of like in a category of its own it's like a allegedly classy show and so right. it was just not my type of people um it's the same kind of people I encountered in law school uptight guys in three-piece suits um it just all felt fake it all felt like pretense and that's just not who I am obviously I mean how I'm dressed now um and so it just wasn't my vibe and okay. I didn't like the guys I didn't think the that, that season two girls were on the show I wasn't into them so okay. um yeah my vibe did it seem pretty like super produced and and scripted maybe yeah I mean the producers would you know it wasn't scripted but they would say hey why don't you and you go over here by the fireplace and have a discussion about x and y and then okay. maybe the happen so it was definitely you know just kind of set up to okay. have an out a desired outcome that the producers wanted all right uh have you done any other reality shows since then any other not, tv not since then but prior to the bachelorette i was on a show called escape club um and it was like an island show it was on the e-network oh, cool. debuted with botched on the e-network and okay. that was in the 2014 um but not a lot of people watched it but occasionally someone will recognize me from that but other than that no I haven't done any. okay cool so that was like you guys were trying to escape an island is that what the <laughs> idea was or actually escape our lives by going to an island oh okay what we wanted out of life and that's why it was called the escape club and then the winner would get seventy thousand dollars so that he could start a new life and so it oh. was 12 it was an elimination show and i was on the entire season of it but it just wasn't that popular with people okay. so really. it sounds pretty interesting i actually will have to dig that up because uh that sounds like fun did you meet any good friends on that show I did, you know, I made some some good friends. Me and another guy, Andre, were best friends on there. He ended up uh, starring on a Netflix movie about football in Katy, Texas. Um, okay. And then I 
I had a girlfriend on the show. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of good, even the casting directors and producers, they still follow me on Instagram and stuff and hit me up. So, okay. I have to say, I was prepared to not like you from a lot of the stuff that I've seen on Instagram. And, and honestly, that's not even a, it's not even, I'm not even saying that to be rude or anything. Cause I'm so used to people not liking me. That's why the the podcast is called resting bitch face. Like everybody that I get in contact with is like, when I first met you, I thought you were going to be such a bitch, but I actually kind of like you. You're pretty cool. I've run into that my entire life. You have this persona on Instagram that is so over the top. And I mean, you're posting texts from Glorietta and like, there's so much drama and it's all circulating you. And then here you are and you just seem like a normal, nice guy. Yeah, I mean, I am a a nice guy, (laughs) I think. Um, I mean, I think everything is, um, how do I say this diplomatically? Um, Everything is kind of what people want it to be. And um, I think social media, you know, it's kind of a slice of of our lives, but it's not who we are. And we kind of, all Mm -hmm. of us, all social media dictate what we want to portray on there mm-hmm. um and we all do that in different fashions and I put one dimension of myself on Instagram but it's not the full me yeah. and uh, I I think I'm just a regular guy living a, a regular life um but you know I'm, I'm um I take it as a compliment that people are like you know your Instagram is x y and z it means it's making an impression on people yes. um but yes, most of the messages I get are you're a douchebag. Um, I hope you die. Um, you're horrible. You're the worst person ever. And so for that me, just so over the top. <laughs> I'm just like, I was reading a book by the lake by where I live earlier today. And, you know, uh-huh. I'm like, like checking my phone and I just see a message like you need to kill yourself you're the and, and I'm just like I'm just like some guy that's reading a book by a lake right now that's that insane. like makes Instagram posts that you disagree with but uh it's interesting how much I trigger people so that's crazy because it's just Instagram it's just reality show stars it's not that serious it's Wow. I, I was going to ask, do you read the comments? Do you look at the things that people are saying to you? And what is it? How does it make you feel? Does it bother you? Uh, yeah. So I do check like my inbox and then my filtered messages. Um, okay. Never bothers me. I genuinely laugh most of the time at how okay. angry I am making people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this morning at like 6am, someone wrote me like a two-page tome about how angry I made her and all and I'm like six in the morning and Josh Sider is the first thing she is dead (laughs) time to and it's just like I'm at the gym like I'm at the gym I'm reading I'm cooking I'm listening to music you're just doing your own thing I think I've lost you for a second here let's give it a second see if we're picking back up Yeah, so I, it blows my mind how people let random other people on the internet get them so upset, so upset. And I keep seeing there are so many people, this guy's bad news, he's just making the rounds, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
He's a marketing genius. I sent well, you a message the other day and was like, you are a marketing oh, genius. Yeah, no. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, people good are, for you. <laughs> it, 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 that people are so invested in me. It, they wouldn't, I wouldn't evoke or engender that type of a response from them if they weren't super, super invested in me uh-huh. or my life or my dating life. And so it, it, more than anything, when I read the hateful messages, what I really think is, I can't believe you're this invested um, because yeah. I'm that invested in like my personal relationships usually. Um, and they care a great deal about Josh Sider, who he's dating, how he's mm-hmm. treating people. Um, so I, I usually laugh sometimes, you know, if the comments, I'd say if it's like really early in the morning and I read something super hateful, like it kind of can start to mess with my head, but mm-hmm. I'm so that I'm able to log off and put my phone down. And usually I read in the morning um, before I work out. So I have like this whole routine. So if I feel like the comments are becoming toxic for me or I'm internalizing them, I just put my phone down, which is the great thing about social media people. Mm-hmm. You can put down and you don't have to look at someone you don't like. Yeah. Um, so it's just two different approaches. And That's- I tend to take that's what I say about the podcast too because we've had people leave really stupid uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts I'm like it's a free podcast you don't have to listen to it (laughs) no listen to call her daddy or something you're not gonna get that here (laughs) no one's forcing you at gunpoint I know it's a free like you said it's a free thing it's there if you want it if you don't don't take advantage I know you're acting like I'm you too putting my album on your iPhone and you have no choice like come on uh yeah it's it it does crack me up and you know I do as much as I love 90 day fiance and and thousand pound sisters and uh love after lockup and all that good stuff and now I'm getting into Vanderpump rules of course get into that man I I didn't think so either but my co-host is obsessed and I started following that Bravo list of all the episodes you need to watch to get caught up and I'm obsessed I'm like so into it you know what I'm obsessed with below deck I have watched I can't get into that one I've watched every episode at least 40 or 50 times what I can't get into it I've been watching 2017 yep I'm usually not a Bravo girl so I you know I don't really watch anything on Bravo honestly um so okay so I've heard you talk about being in law school did you take mm-hmm. the bar? No, I never took the bar. So okay. I went to law very young. I had just turned uh, 23. Actually, I was 22 when I matriculated. I turned 23 in my first week of law school. Um, okay. So I was really young. And I thought, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a prosecutor, maybe eventually be a judge. I had a very naive outlook on life and what I thought I was meant to do and what I thought happiness or success was. And yes. so I went to law school. Um enjoyed the first year or two. And then the last year was just miserable. The people were insufferable. It's all hyper competitive. It's all bloviating and peacocking and who's the smartest, who mm-hmm. talked judge and who's it's a bunch te- of lawyers. <laughs> and I was like, this is not, I am not doing this, not just for one more year. Thank God I was in my last year of law school. I said, but I'm not doing this for 50 years. So yeah. luckily I'd started stripping my last year of law school to pay bills. And that just kind of took off on its own. And then I was on the escape club on the e-network and then the bachelorette. So it kind of just took on a life of its own, which gave me a life outside of law. Mm-hmm. 
I never took the bar, but I did graduate law school with honors and everything um, from Chicago Kent College of Law, which is in downtown Chicago. Um, but I have no intention of ever taking the bar exam. I'm just nice. not at that. That life is not not for me. So I love that you're like, yeah, I was in law school and it sucks. I started stripping and that was great. <laughs> Literally, I love the people yeah. I dance with. I love the women I meet. I love mm -hmm. the whole vibe. I like traveling. I like not being in an office. Like, yeah, it's I'm my own boss. I mean, it's yeah. fun. I've never been a stripper. I uh, I told you before that I am from Vegas. So I actually have been a phone girl at an escort agency. So whenever you call an escort agency, and a lot of guys don't mean to call an escort agency, maybe they're calling the cards, the number on the card or whatever. Um, but I would sit there with like a phone with like 20 different lines on it. And whatever number you called, I was that girl. You're calling that. Katie. I'm Katie. You're calling Ashley. I'm Ashley. Like whoever you're calling, it's me. And uh, it was great money because the girls come back and give you 20% of whatever they make in cash. That's crazy. It was great money. And it was the same thing. It's like, why would I want to? And I've, I've worked in bars and, and restaurants most of my life. I'm like, why would I want to go sit in someone's office for 10 hours a day, like commute back and forth when I can make the same money or more in a couple of hours doing something crazy? Well, and so that that's a great point you bring up. And something else I've been lucky and blessed to be very successful at is OnlyFans for mm -hmm. years. I've been the top 0.01 to 1% of OnlyFans um, creators. And I told a friend, I was talking to him a couple days ago, um, and I enlisted him to, um, you know, kind of start doing the same thing. I was like, you know, yeah. you should do started making the money. He goes, bro, how could you ever go back to a normal job after mm -hmm. this? I said, you understand when I just made $900 in 20 minutes posting one pick <sighs> and why I could never work a normal job after having that happen. It's like it traumatizes you. It's yeah. like never go back to a normal job after getting that easy I money. Know. I know. I actually did go back. To I'm actually working an office job now and I'm like, oh God, my soul is dying. Yeah. <laughs> But if it's what you want, it depends where you're at in life. If it's what you want to do and you want stability, structure, a normal life, and you're in a healthy place, that's fine if a nine to five is for you. But if it's not for you and you feel like your soul's dying, then you should explore other avenues. And that's yeah. totally fine. I've never been a career girl. I've never been the girl that's like, I want to have a career and I want to climb the ladder. And I want, no, I just want to make as much money as I can in a short amount of time as I can and enjoy my life and do something entertainment wise. So that's why we do the podcast. It's like, it's my passion project. So, um, but yeah, I can definitely, I, I understand stripping. I'm sure you make a shit ton of money. Aren't you doing a tour right now? I am. So I'm touring. Okay. Uh, there's different groups everywhere. I'm with America's Lover Boys now. I toured with okay. them in 2016. Then I retired, quit dancing in 2017. So it's been six years. And six years after I retired, my old boss called me, said, hey, man, I got huge show. I booked a tour. You know, there's these dates every month, you know, seven, eight times a month. And I could really use you. And I was like, yeah, I haven't stripped in six years. But I just lost like 50 pounds because mm -hmm. I got. I gained a lot of weight when I quit dancing. I'd just gotten back into shape for me, for myself, for my health. I wasn't doing mm -hmm. it for someone else, so I didn't resent it. Um, so I'd just gotten into shape. I was feeling really good about myself, confident. 
And I was just in a really, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to do this tour. So it's been awesome. We've been doing every single show I've done in 2023 has been sold out. Um, so wow. we just from Michigan last week, we're in Iowa a lot, Michigan. I'll be in Minnesota next week, Mason City, Iowa next week. Um, so it's all over like the Midwest and stuff. We should have you in Magic Mike in Vegas or something. Yeah, you know, those dancers are actually technically trained dancers and oh. choreographers. Um, we are more just like hot, tatted guys. Uh, that <laughs> That's funny. Dancers. Uh, <laughs> so different beasts, the Magic Mike thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. I love it. It's great being back on tour. And it's like an ego boost. You know, I'm 35. So yeah. I'm not, I was 24 when I started stripping. Wow. Um, 2012 so it's kind of nice to like be in my mid-30s and like feel confident and I'm not doing it out of necessity to like oh I need an extra few hundred dollars to pay my rent like I'm financially stable so it allows me to actually enjoy dancing because I'm not going out there and doing you know you kind of think of like a girl that's stripping just to feed her kid or something yeah. that's that's sad fun, that's sad it's not mm -hmm. a fun I'm in such a healthy place in my life now um, that it really makes it me capable of enjoying it for what it is, which is bringing happiness to people, um, relationships and just having fun. So yeah, it's a great group of guys and uh, I, I love it. It's awesome. So. It's fun. I love a strip club. I, everybody that knows me knows I love the strip club. Um, and when I lived in Vegas, they used to have the OG, it was called the something garden, Olympic garden, maybe. And that was all male strip club. It was the only all male strip club in Vegas. And I went one time, I was kind of traumatized. I, the strippers there were so aggressive. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> what is happening? Um, it was, it was a lot. Uh, but the regular strip club, I actually, for my birthday last year, my husband got, we got a hotel room downtown. I live in Denver and, uh, he took me to a strip club. Cause it's like one of my favorite places to go. So like a male gentleman's club, right? With it's female. a regular. Yeah. And what you're saying about it's different when you're doing it for fun versus when you need to put a roof over your head. Absolutely. I would say the best example of that would be a fully nude strip club versus a topless strip club. Last year, we went to a fully nude on accident, and it was so unenjoyable because all the girls there looked so young, and I was like, you're spreading your ass cheeks in front of me. I'm so weirded out by this. I feel wrong being here, yeah. and you can't drink, so yeah, it's like- you're just some sober weirdo, like sitting there watching this girl. It's oh, so uncomfortable. It shouldn't even be legal, honestly. Ugh, it's like, so weird. Yeah. Now the topless club—that's another story. Those girls seem like they're up there to have a good time, you know. Whether that's true or not, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, and it's all about the vibe. And I feel like, in general, and this has always been the case, women would always come up to me after shows and go, "It's so interesting how men are." Um, respected if they're male strippers whereas women yeah. are and there's a stigma that attaches to them if they're strippers she's like you guys have it so easy because people see you as having fun and bringing fun mm -hmm. but when you male strip club you think of coke trailer parks depression feeding little children 
children and it's just like a totally different vibe and of course there's always exceptions to the rule but i think generally that's the case um but that's great that you found gentlemen's clubs where the women seem to be enjoying themselves oh i love it and i go and i like hype them up i'm like yeah girl you look like you work out and then they're all like i do <laughs> so like that's my jam that's what i love to do i'm like whoa girl you look good and like that is it's so much fun and you can always tell when you're in a good spot versus like you know, kind of a dumpy area spot. Yeah, it's so. very depressing and it's hard to like, yeah. I get drunk, I don't drink a lot, mm -hmm. but I get like wasted, then it's always fun and it doesn't matter that it's depressing. But yeah. if you're sober and you walk into like a seedy strip club, it's depressing. Like It's weird. So, yeah, it's yeah. weird. No, but then no one money for that. Like, one of weird. my friends that I went with the last time, she had too much to drink and we had to keep telling her not to touch the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with male strippers, you can, that's the whole point is women touching us. Yeah. But... We're like, you can't touch them. Get your hands off of that. I'm like smacking her hand when I walk by, but um, yeah, good times. And you're right. It is, it is definitely something that you're looked up, like you're looked down upon as a woman sometimes. And it's more of a fun atmosphere as a man, but I think we're moving in the right direction with like sex work and entertainment, adult entertainment in general. Um, I know you have an OnlyFans that you sound like you do really well on. I wish I had the confidence for OnlyFans. I'm telling you, this work uh, well, shit is no fun. <laughs> well, I was lucky. I it was, it was pretty serendipitous. I got into it like in early, early 2018. So five, just over five years ago. And it was just kind of in its infancy. And it was like the wild, wild west of OnlyFans. You could do anything, any, you know, you could make tons of money. It was brand new to people. Now, five, six years later, there's a natural attrition rate, right? So mm -hmm. if someone's to my profile five years ago they're not going to keep subscribing month after month for five years that's 60 yeah. in a row so naturally it falls off um it's not as profitable as it had been i'm still in the top last time i checked i'm in the top 18 percent in the world that's wow. not horrible but for Pretty years I'm in the top one percent point oh one percent um so yeah it's nice it's not like the focus of my life right now i'd say i'm more focused on um so i had like my uh, well i shouldn't bring that up now that's doesn't make sense uh -oh. um uh, i've had a lot of stuff happen in my life so for me my focus is on my family my mental health um structure to my day um, mm -hmm. but what makes that possible is having an OnlyFans and being able to pay all my bills and not have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so OnlyFans is great, but it's not something I spend a lot of mental energy on and it's not something I focus on a lot. I maybe post on there once every three to four weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's great. It's good passive income and it's been good to me over the years, so... I'm too lazy to do OnlyFans, honestly. <laughs> just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I post like months, but in the beginning, yeah. I was being four times a day. So luckily I have all the content up and I don't yeah. have to do much now. So. so even if people, if people join, they're going to have a backlog, kind of like if you join a Patreon, yeah. there's already a hundred episodes there. So yeah, Absolutely. that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 I like it. I, I admire people who do it. I wish I had the confidence or the energy to do it, but I don't. So I just cheer other people on and good for you. Have you looked into Stephanie Maddow's unfiltered website? Are you on there too? 
Uh, she's weird. She, uh, I, <laughs> of course she's weird. She sells there, her parts in a jar. Of course she's yeah, weird. Gross. Um, there was some tab <laughs> that, um, the editor at the tabloid, they'd done a bunch of articles. I'm pretty friendly with a lot of people in the media. So they were, you know, really cool. And they're like, Hey, I know you just went through a breakup. This was like three years ago. They're like, this Stephanie girl, super cool. She's a good friend of mine. Just hit her up and say, I sent you. I think if nothing else, you guys would be good friends. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so the next day I just like sent her a message. I was like, hey, what's up? X person told me to reach out to you. She's super cool. You know, that's awesome that you guys are friends too. Just wanted to say hi. And she's like, blocked me, screenshotted the message and was like, freak sliding into my DM. <laughs> go get lost and I was like dude I'm literally like reaching out because a mutual friend like told me that I like it was you so sell your farts in a jar I'm pretty sure you're not the biggest freak that she's come across <laughs> come on so over the top and like, she's like nope. nobody talks about her no one cares about her I never see any articles about her she's never in the media she's just some girl that farts in a jar and she <laughs> she lies about the money she's making oh of course as someone who genuinely is one of the top earners in the entire world on OnlyFans, I know when I see the prices that she's claiming she's getting paid, those are complete fabrications and complete lies. Mm -hmm. Usually by a factor of a hundred. Um, so she just lies and says she's making all this money. So it's, but no, I think her website's garbage. That unfiltered, <laughs> like. I've heard I don't know I don't have proof but I keep hearing that it's like a scam and she steals money from the people that work on it so I don't Yikes. know yeah that's pretty crazy I was wondering if she was one of the ones that you had mentioned in another in another interview about someone having you reach out to them because I swear I saw that post that she had yeah. put up a couple years ago she and put honestly it up 10 seconds of my message I was like what do you think that the person that told you to reach out to her knew that that was going to happen no and she's like setting you up her and was like dude what the hell I'm like she just spazzed and posted it and like said I was being thirsty I was like I thought you like said hi yeah and she was like oh my god I'm so sorry I had no clue she'd do that and since then that publication has written a ton of articles on me so it's not like she was trying to play me so I think Stephanie's just a weirdo yeah, we well we saw that on her on, on her, the uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> show. yeah we definitely saw that and I uh, I think that people just automatically assume that you're like a weirdo that's trying to slide in everyone's DMs. I wish I had time to make a murder board of all the all the reality stars you've dated or been linked to. Um, kind of like that Charlie Day meme from It's Always Sunny. That's I how I wanted to be. <laughs> That you'd need that or some some kind of way to like collate all the information. Yeah. yeah. I think the first time we heard about you in this context was Yolanda, which you got a Yolanda tattoo, right? Do you still have it? Oh my God. Wow. Um wow. Yeah. Okay. So Yolanda, you dated for a while. Um, and then I just we kept seeing these screenshots of you reaching out to this person and reaching out to that person. Who would you say you had the most significant relationship with out of all of the reality personalities that you've dated? You know, that's a good question. Um, 
you know, uh, Lizzie Combs was super cool. Uh, she had, she was, you know, had her demons and she was mm -hmm. a little out there, but she was super cool, super down to earth. Anytime we messaged, it was like just real. Um, she was like the most present, um, most just like person that I got along with the best. I'd say Karini. I mean, she, it's like a zombie, like zapped all. I see humanity. that. She's just like empty eyed and there's nothing behind her eyes. She seems like zombie. Paul sucked the life out of her. I mean, like, Paul destroyed her. She is an empty shell. And in person, it is jarring to be around her. It's almost like hanging out with a zombie. Um, so that was really disturbing. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, she seemed completely normal. So it was really weird. I was but... going to say, what drew you to her if that's kind of what the vibe was? What were you, in what were you attracted to with her? Well, at first it was just physical. I mean, we started messaging on Instagram and she immediately was like sending portfolios of pictures. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, you're so hot. You know, that's what all these women, Ty from Love After Lockup, Lizzie, Karini, they're all like, you're so hot, blah, blah, blah. So they're always like sending pictures. I know I get messages like that all the time, yeah. like beating them <laughs> off. Like, God, give me a moment. Um. <laughs> so we just vibed and she was cool and then I found out she was only three hours away so I was like oh my oh, wow. god over the border I'm in Illinois she was in Kentucky so um which Amy is just over I the was gonna say I know somebody else that lives in Kentucky that you might be visiting yeah. soon <laughs> so uh yeah Lizzie was cool people Lizzie was cool I loved her on the show and I actually am so proud of her for proving everyone wrong and staying out of prison and like good for you girl and she Amazing. has like a job and she mm -hmm. all that so kudos to her for that yeah. yeah yeah it's amazing so i mean this whole glorietta thing wild wild i went to look at her instagram earlier today and you know when they have like all the little um things across the top and I, usually there'll be like four little squares so you got four right. little things to look at i mean there's like 75 squares up there um i'm like i don't have the energy to look through this it's all crazy pants how did you even meet glorietta uh we were following each other on instagram and then just okay. got talking exchanged numbers um she was in town one time we hung out it was cool um her very smart articulate woman um really very, that surprises me honestly yeah, very okay nice, very kind very sweet but she had posts a lot of stuff that is hard for me to follow mm -hmm. and um, I just think her energy is on things that my energy's not on. So we're currently not together anymore. She has me blocked, so I can't even see oh. her story. Um, but um, we texted yesterday um, and we're, you know, talking, but we're not together. So Okay. So did I think that didn't you announce on uh, in an article or something that you guys were not together? And she was like, I this is news to me. I didn't know we were broken up. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You So you did that. You didn't break up with her. You broke up with her through an article. Well, she was hadn't replied to a number of messages I had sent her. It was regarding okay. a, a pretty important article that had come out and so I was asking her a question about it mm -hmm. it wasn't a 
Oreo. I was just like, I can't remember what it, it might have been like in touch or something. I don't remember. And I was like, asked her about it and she wasn't, but she was ignoring my text. But the entire day she was posting on her story, go figure. Yeah. And finally, I was like, dude, I have asked you like five times about this. You're not replying, but you're posting about Heather on your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just so happened I had an interview like during that time and so they asked me about her and I'm like well two can play this game if she wants to not talk to me directly and just post on her story I won't talk to her directly and I'll just tell this this outlet how I'm feeling and so I was like yeah I'm over and I'm done so she found out and she was like did an interview with them saying she was blindsided and yeah I saw that there was like a 45 minute video or something on YouTube, but, and I was looking you up and it, I don't know if it's like some uh, other person, like put together a bunch of her videos or something. Oh God. It was long and it was sped up. And I accidentally, I actually got an accidental, um, uh, like call out from her because I guess I had commented on something as she's making the video and she swipes it and she goes, Oh, I just got a comment from resting bitch pod. And I was like, <gasps> That's me. <laughs> so the author <laughs> commented, not Glorietta, right? To Glorietta. Oh. I was commenting to Glorietta I, or commenting or something. I will tell you that she sent me something in a message and I was like, he's awful about you. I said that. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I've changed my mind, Josh. I don't think you're awful. I think you're brilliant, actually. I think you're very smart and you're, you you kind of remind me of like a Spencer Pratt, but like in a good way. I love Spencer Pratt. No, like, I still love him a lot on Heather McDonald. I McDon- love him. He's always on Heather McDonald's yes. podcast. I hate listening to Heather McDonald. I shouldn't say that. All the Heather heads will come after me, but um, uh, yeah, I shouldn't, I should cut that. Uh, <laughs> months ago, she was like, dude I covered you when you're with Yolanda I'm like yeah I know she's like now you're with she DM me on Instagram she's like uh-huh. now you're with Karini and I was like yeah and she's like I thought you were gay and I was like no Heather I'm not she's like yeah because I remember you being very flirty with me and I was like yeah and she's like okay so why would <laughs> that make her think that you were gay <laughs> uh, yeah. But she goes, I'm very confused because I remember you being flirty with me, but I read in an article, you might be gay. And I was like, nah. <laughs> so. And I think where that comes from is the this like Instagram post from probably, what was that? A couple of years ago? I remember seeing that too. Year um, ago. Okay. It- and it was like, hey, I'm so happy to be coming out. I'm a happy, proud gay man, something like that. And then it was deleted. Yeah. So. It was, a friend was... Uh, a friend took it upon himself to make posts on my phone. He'd done the same thing on my Facebook. I don't have Facebook anymore, but when I did years ago, he'd like make a status update and then I'd like see it the next day. And I'd be like, what, where'd this come from? So the same thing happened. I saw this story post that I had made and I was like, what? And then I put two and I was like, dude, did you post on my stories? Like, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, bro, you're an idiot. It was like national coming out day. So he's playing a practical joke. Okay. Uh, So, then that, I mean, I don't think he, he or I could have foreseen that like, you know, like 60 articles came out saying, is Josh Sider gay? Is he mm-hmm. Bob? You know, and then it's talked about endlessly. And I'm Lots just, of people I, talking. We're still talking about it. 
I think it's, you know, funny, but a lot of my friends, you know, I have a lot of gay friends and everything. So I, to me, it doesn't bother me. I had some girl just yesterday. She was like, I think you're a fake. I think you're gay. This is, she's like nothing against gay people though. And I was, I just wrote back. She, I mean, it was this diatribe. It was so long. <laughs> I said, why are you homophobic? And then she blocked. <laughs> of course. then she has nothing to say to that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like I said, marketing genius. I mean, I see you in on all of the accounts making comments, the most recent one being Amy, Tammy, Slayton from Thousand Pound Sisters. Those are some that I saw recently. And you are going on a little trip tomorrow. Yeah. So tell me, does this person know that you're coming to visit? What's happening here? Oh, yeah. I haven't been able to make contact with Amy, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I DM'd her um, just yesterday. Uh, she hasn't replied yet. Um, and so I got, um, I decided, you know, Dixon, Kentucky is only three hours away. So I said, you know what, I'll just go down there in person and, you know, the old knock fashioned on her door, way, knock on her door and, you know, tell her, I just, you know, take, I know she's newly single. I know she had a bad breakup. I know her ex is accused allegedly of hitting mm-hmm. the and stuff he's just she deserves a good man in my opinion I've always been attracted to big women um as I said before I just wasn't always open about it because there's always been like a stigma and you know all this other stuff but I don't care anymore and like you know she is very big um I have never gone for a woman that big but I like curves and a big butt and everything um but I'm just like there's so many like I think she's funny I will think she has a funky sense of humor and style. And um, so, yeah, I said, you know what? So I got like six of her favorite sodies. Her sodies. <laughs> a bouquet of flowers, some chocolates. I know she's on a diet, but I'm sure she'll still appreciate it. And um, so I'm just going to show up. And, you know, it, it very well may be she doesn't answer the door or whatever, um if not i'll just you know i'm gonna leave the ball in her court are you gonna knock on the door shirtless because then she'll probably answer the door no you know what i was debating if i should go shirtless (laughs) but have suit and i posted it on instagram today with two tie options and everyone's which one to go with so i'm probably gonna wear a suit and tie um and and I'll just, I'll do it. But I think she will find me, and I've said this before, irresistible. She's never been with a man like me before. Um, and mm-hmm. her act, I mean, no offense, but there isn't a competition there. So I'm pretty confident that she'll love me. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'll ask her out to dinner. Hopefully we can at least talk and uh, we'll see what happens. Wow, Josh. Wow. Um, I've never had a man drive three hours to bring me flowers and chocolates and sodies. So, I well, mean, I think it's beautiful. It's just a test to the kind of man that I am. So mm-hmm. when I like, I drove down to see, you know, Karini didn't have a license, didn't have a car, didn't have money. Um, so every time we hung out, I had to drive three and a half hours to see yeah. her. And I would do it all in a day. Um, so, I mean, when I like somebody, I like somebody. And I like driving. I like road trips. So the only problem is it's supposed to thunderstorm horribly across America tomorrow, including where we and your live. your life in danger. 
I mean, I kind of am. So I hope she sees it and I hope she appreciates what I'm doing. Josh, is this for real? Yes. Okay. A hundred percent for real. You know, a lot of people, (laughs) and I get tired of this, a lot of people... I'm getting hundreds of comments saying you're so sick for using her you know you're not attracted to her you know that she's you know weak and she's not all there and it's just the comments are low-key dogging her not dogging me and I'm like why do you think just because she's big I'm fit that I wouldn't be attracted to her. I think it says a lot more about my haters and detractors that they're just like thinking I would never be with someone like her. They're basically saying she's disgusting and hideous and you're not. So you guys ergo, you could never be together. I don't like that reasoning. I think it's flawed and I don't see physical stuff usually Mm -hmm. like like big women but I more see like souls and um I just think she's funny I think she's hilarious like her sense of humor and um I guess you could say I'm a chubby chaser um (laughs) again never been open about it um Uh but I you know as a former big person myself and I think it took me getting really big like I said I gained 50 pounds that's when I started really becoming attracted to oversized women Mm -hmm. it took that for I think that kind of was like a seminal moment in my life and a turning point and uh yeah just over the years as I've gotten older I'm 35 now I just stopped caring what people think and so all these different moving parts have kind of come together and then she divorced her husband and she moved out and uh, so it's just kind of like this perfect storm that's bringing me to her front door tomorrow literally a perfect storm to her yeah (laughs) I guess so I'm not I'm not so I'm not part of the group that's like a fit guy would never be attracted to her because there's a lot of fit guys that are attracted to bigger women um I myself has have lost 80 pounds and 80 inches in the past couple of years so Thank you. And I can, I do know what it feels like to be morbidly obese. Yeah. Uh, and it is an awful feeling because you literally are invisible. Like people won't hold the door for you. Like it's in it's all so the little that things. That is so true. I was it's telling awful. Someone, yeah. I was telling someone, people are so much nicer to me now. It's so ridiculous. Uh-huh. People, associates smile at me, come up and ask me if I need help. I get so many more smiles, so mm-hmm. much more and it's so ridiculous because I was the exact same person two years ago I just happened to be 50 pounds heavier and no one looked at me no one talked to me when I went out so crazy and that's what I told my husband I was like I can guarantee you that when I lose this weight because I know I'm going to lose this weight I had weight loss surgery but I still had to work really really hard and it's been almost three years so I've I'm pretty good keeping it off. And and I love working out. I've always been into working out and everything, but I told my husband, I'm like, I can guarantee you that once I lose this weight, everyone is going to treat me differently because you, it's like, if you are big, nobody cares about you. You're just some fat slob loser. You, you don't mean anything to anyone. And like I said, people would just let doors shut in my face. It's like all those little types of things that make you feel less than human people treat you like that. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it just, it happens. People just act that way. And I, yeah, just like you said, like, 
I lost weight. All of a sudden, everyone's so nice to me. Almost every job I apply for, I will get like, you know, it's all these little things that people just treat you so differently. So I don't think that it's impossible that you could ever be attracted to Amy Slayton. What I think is the question is you seem to be attracted to or pursuing only reality TV stars. And so that seems to be the pattern. And then people are like, well, this guy is just out to, you know, monetize the situation to get more followers, to get articles written about him. What do you have to say to that? Yeah, so they notice and are aware of the people that I talk to that are known or famous or on reality TV. But the inverse also remains, which is that when I talk to someone who's not on TV and not famous, they don't know about it. So they're counting. Oh, four, four people on TV. That's insane in three years. But they don't know about the 25 other women that weren't on TV that they never knew about, never saw. I never posted for privacy reasons, mm-hmm. never were on TV. And so really at, in the aggregate, it's actually a very small percentage of women, the the people that have been on TV that make up the, the, the pool of women that I date. It's a fraction. It's like 1% of the women I date have been on TV, but they're just like, oh my God, it was four in the last three years. And it's okay. like, I talked dated went out on dates with 50 people that never saw television never saw the light of a tv monitor like you know so it's i think it's all perception i think it's a a a flawed way of looking at it and it's like mark twain said there's lies damn lies and statistics right so it's like ooh, four women that's a lot it's like it's really not you're twisting the numbers so I think it is whatever people make it out to be even when I dated just Yolanda um, they were like you're only with her to be on TV because she's on TV and that was the first person on television I'd ever dated um, publicly and so I don't think it would matter if I was talking to one woman on TV or 500 they would still malign me and crucify me for it so um, I guess the answer is, look, I date women that are on TV and women that aren't on TV. I've dated big women that weren't on TV. And it just turns out that Amy Slayton is on TV. Um, but she's not the only big woman that I've talked to or gone after or whatever. So um, they can say whatever they want. I don't care. Well, when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense to think about um, there's been four women that you've been linked to dating but everything, but when we think about your dating history, we're thinking of probably 15 or 20 women, but that's because every time you DM someone or comment on their Instagram page and they so happen to be a reality TV star, we're seeing an article about it. Somebody's, you know, a John Yates is talking about it. And so we're thinking like, oh, what is this? Number 15, number 20. But just because you reach out to someone or you comment or whatever, that doesn't mean you've dated that person and that you should well, be romantically linked to them. Right. And a perfect example of that is the the sister wives. Mm-hmm. I just really commented gorgeous on uh, Janelle's post and beautiful on Christine's post. That's all I commented. I never dated them, took them out, right. called them nothing i just said beautiful gorgeous 50 60 articles came out about that um and so it like you said in people's minds they're seeing all these blogs and articles and who knows how many hundreds of instagram 
post came out about that or whatever. And so to them, they're like, oh, my God, Josh is literally trying to talk to her. Like, no, the truth is Josh left a comment that said gorgeous on someone's Instagram account. Um, But it's everything I do is blown up and blown out of proportion. And so it gives the misimpression in people's minds that I'm actively pursuing a woman simply because I said, like you know cute pic or I commented like hearts under Kim Menzies post because we're friends on Instagram and occasionally Uh we you know we were very pleasant with each other so she'll post like her and her son and I'll put a heart or she was at her sister's funeral and I put a heart and people like get off her page you parasite (laughs) you know same thing with Tiffany Franco me and her very cordial to each other and so she'll post and I'll you know, just put clapping hands and be like, go away, you freak. Like, don't <laughs> on this one. Not today, Satan. And it's like- <laughs> well, and that definitely, I mean, it doesn't hurt for people to be talking about you. Then articles are being written and you're getting more followers, probably helping your OnlyFans. Like, it doesn't hurt. And I think a lot of people don't realize that in order to get the following, I have a very small following from my TikTok with my late weight loss journey, but um, to get the following, you really need to make the algorithm work for you. You need to be commenting or responding to comments or reaching out to people because that bumps things up and keeps it moving and it helps you to grow your following. So I think people don't realize that either. It's it's marketing. Well, and nothing you say is untrue. I don't actively think, oh, the algorithm on Instagram, if I cared, I'd be posting reels, right? And I never right. have I don't care about algorithms. I don't, again, everything you're saying is very accurate, but none of that goes through my head. I'm just, you know, I'm having fun. I don't know how else to put it. You know, the sister wives are going through it with Cody Brown. Like, you know, a post, you guys should leave him, you know, for your birthday, get me as a stripper, a three for one deal. All three sister wives, I'll do a bachelorette party, three for one discount. You know, I'm having fun. Yeah. And, then it goes on to a whole nother level because it's me saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it gets blown out of proportion, but I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I'm young, I'm single, uh, not that young, but I'm young, I'm single, I'm good looking. So, you know, I see someone that just got divorced and I think they're cute. I'll leave a comment. You know, I thought Christine Brown, I think she's like a hot older cougar. Oh, we think she's a queen. She's beautiful. So I said gorgeous. And then it's like, you know, crucify me next to Jesus Christ. So yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to get her. You're trying to take her on down to hell, Satan. Yeah, I know. Not today's. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I understand. I, um, I like I said, I think you're a genius at marketing. Do you have any recommendations for us to market our podcast and grow? You've grown your following quite a lot over the last couple of years. So, do you have any recommendations for me? Uh, you know, I just think always being true to yourself, you know, for the longest time, a lot of people don't know this. I didn't get my following from The Bachelorette. Um, mm-hmm. I had like thousand followers when I got off that show um and I had like 200 400 when I got off escape club on the e-network so I you know none of it came from television I just endlessly posted about mental health I've always been open and honest for like Mm -hmm. eight years about anxiety depression um OCD all that stuff that's how I gained my following so with that said I would say just be true to you if um 
you know, be yourself, I guess, you know, you have a fun personality. Um, and I don't need to tell you any of this, but as long as you're pursuing what's true to you, people will see that authenticity come through in your post and they'll want to follow you. Um, mm -hmm. and they will click the follow button. Um, so it's not like some magic, um, you know, it's not some magic formula. It's just, if you're real, people will follow you. Or in my case, if you evoke a strong <laughs> emotional response in people, um, yeah. they'll follow you and tell you to go to hell. Um, so that's fun too. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> and have fun, just have fun with it. That's what I do. So, okay. Well, I have a quick question for you before we wrap things up. Um, if you could be on any reality show, which one would you choose? I mean, I, I know you're not going to like this answer. I'd be on Below Deck. I literally okay. fantasize about it. You know, I started watching the show in 2018. And then especially during lockdowns, it was just like my guilty pleasure. I just think it's so cool how there, you know, there's a lot of drama. It's the help on the yachts. And so you just, you know, there's just all the drama that would come from that. And it's just the coolest thing. You're on a yacht in a tropical location. I love to travel. I love water. It's so calming to me. Um, I just feel at peace when I'm around water. So for me, I would want to be on Below Deck. Besides Below Deck, any reality show. Um, man, that is a good question. I uh, think you should be on Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> aren't they a bunch rich spoiled people no Vanderpump rules they well they've been on for 10 years so they've all made a bunch of money and everything and I am in no way the expert I just started watching but they're servers and bartenders at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant in LA that's oh. how they started oh I thought they were okay and I know that that yeah okay I think so you're thinking of like bling empire or something like that no, I'm thinking of Vanderpump but I'm thinking of the fact that the restaurant tour herself is rich yes but these working menial jobs in the restaurant so but when family. yeah when they started they're not family they're just her staff so when they started the show it was like oh. this is my staff of servers and bartenders and the manager and the host and I have to say the way that you evoke that emotional response from people you would be so fantastic on that show you would be the greatest tv on that show I mean, chef's kiss. You should go move to LA and audition. Would I be a busboy or in her no. restaurant? <laughs> You'd be a shirtless busboy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I would be. You'd be a bartender. <laughs> you could be a bartender. You, I think you'd be a great bartender. You'd probably make that, a shit ton of money. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll watch it. I thought it was just a bunch of rich, spoiled idiots. And I hate watching stuff like that. It's just no. It's not now, of course, they've over the last 10 years. I mean, the show's been on for yeah. 10 seasons. Um, they've all made a ton of money and a lot of them aren't working at the restaurant anymore. I can send you this screenshot of the Bravo like catch up list to get all the Scandaval info. I know you've heard of that, right? The Scandaval. Never. See, this one guy was in a relationship with this woman for I 10 years. Right. Yeah, he cheated. 10 years. And he cheated on her with the girl who was supposed to be her best friend. Oh, I didn't know they were best friends. Oh, it's so juicy. It's so good. I'm like obsessed with it. But yeah, I think you would be awesome on Vanderpump Rules. Is 
scripted though. I hate watching stuff that's script. Like it doesn't it- seem like it, but I'm only a few episodes in on the watch uh, the catch up thing because I'm trying to catch up with all the important episodes to start watching season ten, and then I'm going to go back to the beginning and go through. Okay, but so I mean it's on Peacock or on demand. Or it something. is. It's on Peacock. Yeah, cool. yeah. Which that's where they have Below Deck too, so you can yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, well, is there anything that you want to tell people about you that maybe they don't know? Uh, as Richard Nixon said, I'm not a crook. Uh, <laughs> no, that there's nothing. I mean, I'm people will love you or hate you, I guess, and I'm totally fine with people hating me. Um, but um, no, nothing else. I had a lovely time being interviewed, so thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for. For hopping on here it's been a pleasure um i will send you a message after this but i really appreciate it where can people find you uh they can find me on my instagram um at josh cider official and that's it i'm usually just on instagram i like to spend most of my time in the real world um so you can find me in illinois um so uh you know <laughs> we're all yeah, gonna I'm be not- running there <laughs> <laughs> i'm not on, i'm not on twitter or tiktok or anything like that but yeah just instagram well, I can't wait to see how tomorrow unravels. I hope that you get to meet Amy. If you do, tell her that I love her. <laughs> I really do. And I, uh, you know, I wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks for Thanks. being on, Josh. Thanks. Thank you.